Frankie, come. Come on. Frankie, come. Good boy. Good boy. Sit. Good boy. Down. Down. Good boy. And stay. Stay. Good boy. How about you? Can you sit down and stay for the next half hour? This is Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. Hello there and welcome to the June 2020 edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. I'm Devon from Canada. Well, June 1st is the very beginning of hurricane season. And it lasts until, I believe, the end of November. I'm sure that uh, at one time or another, we've all been in very windy, rainy, sometimes flooding conditions. So it's kind of appropriate at this time of year that uh, I came across the first episode of a podcast put out by Southeastern Guide Dogs called Sit, Stay, Speak. And their first episode deals with dogs in storms. The male host is Sean Brown and his service dog, Pella. There's Katie McCoy with her guide dog, Bristol who is a female, and the trainer who is there is Marissa. So without any further ado, here's episode one of Sit, Stay, Speak. So check it out. Coming up on today's show, we have a lot to look forward to, and we're always going to give you a lot of meat and potatoes, a lot of things that you can really sit and learn from, some experiences that we have, uh, how to operate, essentially around someone who's disabled. So many things that you're going to learn through all of our podcasts. But we're only here for 30 minutes, so you got to stay tuned and stick with us. But first up, here we go. It's a moment with Titus. Yeah. So this is our very first moment with Titus, the CEO of Southeastern Guide Dogs in studio, holding it down on the Sit, Stay, Speak podcast. He's going to be with us every show. So let's get to it. Who is Titus Herman? I mean, he's the boss. He's the big wig. Welcome. You're, you're the man around here. Thank you. It's it's a it's a big thing to have you here with us, and and definitely we one thing we definitely wanted to say was thank you for letting us have a podcast. Well, I'm very excited about it, and I think a lot of people will enjoy listening to this podcast. And you guys, the three musketeers, are amazing, and I'm very excited. I know the topic is hurricanes. Yes. And we recently had to prepare for Dorian. But I'd like to tell you that two years ago, we went through an actual hurricane that came here, and that was Irma. And so we had very good practice uh, that time. One of the things that I've been thinking about as far as hurricanes go is that we built these facilities to withstand hurricanes. Now, there's no building that is hurricane-proof, but in our case, we built to Miami-Dade standards, and we have made it a practice of building with frugal quality in mind, meaning that we strive to be exemplary stewards of our donors' money, and we're also building so that these facilities can withstand storms and be around for a very long time. 
during Irma, we actually had a litter of puppies being born in the puppy academy. The buildings are so well insulated that the dogs couldn't even hear the wind and the storm outside. Wow. So um, that does give me peace of mind. You know, when we had our old facilities, I used to worry, what if a wind came through and wiped us out? Um, I'm hoping that we'll never face a Category 5 um, or even a Category 4. Um, <clears throat> but I do sleep better at night knowing that our puppies and dogs can be safe during most storms that will come our way. That's incredible. You know, the, the facilities we have here, we've just really built up significantly in the last few years. And having those hurricane-proof buildings, that, that's incredible. I know when I came as a student to hear that, I was like, wow, that's, that's intense. You know, I lived in Savannah, and if the wind blows, our power goes out. Well, we've got hurricane-resistant buildings here. It's, it's phenomenal. It really is. And speaking of power, we do have generators for all of our critical buildings uh, with very large uh, tanks that hold uh, propane or, or um, natural gas. And so we know that we can function for about 8 to 10 days if we were to lose power. And that makes us feel good as well. That's definitely comforting to know. It's really, really incredible. That means we can, we can always work. We never get a day off because we always have the power <laughs> to keep going. Right, guys? Yes. Yes. It's definitely a 24-7 operation. You know, the puppies and the dogs don't observe holidays or weekends. And whenever there's a new litter being born, it's usually on a holiday at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> That's always fun about it. Check it out, guys. We're going to have Mr. Titus Herman our CEO, the captain of the ship from Southeastern Guide Dogs on every week. So every podcast you can look forward to hearing a moment with Titus. This has been the first one of many. It's a moment with Titus. Yeah. So that was our first segment of A Moment with Titus. Our CEO, Titus Herman, is absolutely incredible. He does a lot of work around here. And big shout out to him for letting us even do this show, man. This is, he put a lot of faith in us and went out. He asked what we needed. He went and got it. And it's been Epic. We're having so much fun so far. You guys having fun in the studio? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much fun. So much fun. So this week we've been dealing with our good friend Dorian out there in the ocean. And uh, he came around and around us. He went everywhere else except for where he was projected to go. We didn't see any wind or rain, but a lot of people did. So let's talk about, uh, you know, what people can can take care of and what to do when dealing with dogs and storms. Because we all, we all know dogs don't really care for storms very much. Uh, some do, some don't mind, but, you know, a lot of dogs, it really stresses them out. Marissa, can you tell everybody, you know, what they can do to kind of help with that situation, and then we'll kind of talk about what we've experienced. Yeah, I and, you know, it really depends on your dog. Um, but there's several things. There's so many things out there you can purchase. One of the things that a lot of us use is called Rescue Remedy. You can easily find it online on Amazon is where some of us have purchased it. Um, kind of just kind of calms them down. There, you know, you also want to be prepared for, um, on a side note, if they need to go out and use the restroom. Like, you can't just go out in 120 miles an hour. But you can't so, just put a black trash bag on them and take them outside? I mean, you can try, but, you know. <laughs> um, but you, there's several things you can do. You can kind of, if you have a garage, you can get a little grass tariff area that's very small. You can purchase it, or some people get a large, like, litter box type. To relieve your dogs in, that's always an option. Um, we recommend that to a lot of our guide dog handlers or, and service dog handlers. I was going to say, there's also, uh, you can get a 
like a kid a kiddie swimming pool and fill it up with sand. People do that as well. That's a really good idea. That goes along the line of the litter box, right, Katie? Yep. So does it turn into a dog kitty litter? I mean, it's probably pretty gross. I I wouldn't want to like play in it. But well, see, I have a I have a three year old at home, so I imagine if I fill a kiddie pool with sand, she's gonna oh, daddy, play box. No, don't get in there. Bad idea. Busy, busy area. Um, Go really, really bad. Yeah. But you can also, you know, some dogs have their favorite toy that kind of brings them comfort. You can always um, do that if they really don't want anything. You know, for my dogs at home, most of them are good in storms, but I have one, and she really finds comfort in her crate. So she has a nice bed in there. It's always open. She goes in there, just kind of let her be. Um, Sometimes we'll have, if we have power, we can have Amazon on or on our phone. We'll play a little bit of background music. Um, She likes jazz. So mm. that's her choice. Her favorite artist. Um, you know, Kenny G is kind of that's you know, not jazz. Line, but you know, it's smooth jazz. It relaxes her. Kenny G <laughs> is the P Diddy of jazz. <laughs> oh, he's cutting on my him. disclaimer. So I know with Pella, like Pella, she'll sit up and start panting, which you know, obvious signs of stress. Right. Um, and like I said, I have tried like you said, I've tried the rescue remedy. Right. And it actually worked really well for her. It calmed her down. Uh it not really medication or anything in there. No. Just it's just relaxing. Yep. Uh, I think it's something I'm going to continue using. It seems to be very successful for us. Uh, Katie, what do you use for for Bristol and storms? Well, Bristol is less scared of the storm than I am, so oh. <laughs> maybe I should use some rescue remedy. <laughs> uh, Bristol does not care about them. Like thunder will happen and it'll shake the whole house, and I'll be sitting there like scared, and she's over there sitting me looking at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> So, you know, that's our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest problem I actually have with Bristol is the fact that if it is flooding, she will not go outside to go to the bathroom at all. Uh, And, you know, before I lived here, I didn't know about these kiddie pools and the grass patches. So Bristol literally will hold it for about 15 hours Mm. uh, and refuse to go outside until she absolutely has to. Interesting. I know I, I experienced that with Pella a few weeks ago. It was, it was raining really bad, which, of course, we've had one of the wettest summers here that we've had in a very, very long time in the Palmetto area. I would know because I've been here all six months. Um, <laughs> and uh, Pella refused to go outside, so I literally took a black trash bag, cut a hole in the bottom of it, put it over her head, and took her outside. At first, she was like, Dad, this is no. Just no. Take this <laughs> off of me now. And then she was like, well, I got to go. You got to go. You got to go. She went outside. I wouldn't recommend that for everybody, but they do sell raincoats for dogs. Right. They it, do. It might help. And Bristol some, does have a raincoat. Yeah. And also some dogs just don't like their feet to get wet in the wet grass, even if it's just like early morning dew. So you can also, for one of our dogs, we actually have a rock area. So he'll just go busy on the rocks. It's also easy to disinfect. So that's also an option. Um, if you have an area that floods really bad, you can build it up and just have a small little rock area. That's pretty cool. I lived cool. in an apartment. It was not an option. <laughs> well, Katie, I'm just trying to give, you know, ideas for those that can that, use them. You know, for people who out own houses and stuff. <laughs> so with an apartment, you just have to make a slide, put, buy a yeah. slide and put it over the rail. Or you can do it yes. yeah, on the balcony. You can get yeah. like yeah. a little Like a box. cruise ship. Yeah. Cruise ship does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go on a cruise and they, you have this five by six box. And your dog looks at you crazy every time and it figures out, okay, this is my only option because there's no grass anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, it works. Yeah. yeah, no, Bristol would not use that either. Every time you go to an airport, she looks at me like, that box is as big as I am. I'm not getting in there. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, with Dorian, everybody's traveling and they got people are taking their dogs to the airports and the pet relief areas in there are absolutely disturbing. 
I hate going in there just because it's so unrealistic. Yeah. It's very, very unrealistic. It has huge plastic fire hydrant. It's red. Or a little plaid. The one in Sarasota has like a fire hydrant that's like, I don't know, like five inches tall. Like why, why is that there? That's not yeah. even useful. It's like the, it's just in the way. <laughs> it makes no sense. It now I wonder, like they should make those into like <laughs> greenhouse areas where it's legit grass growing in. The dogs will all be like, oh, I'm going in there. We're not going to the gate yet. Stop here. Go, go. Yep. Yep. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm on a tangent right now. Well, I do also want to say, uh, you know, when I was in class here that they recommended you could bring those puppy pads and, mm. like, line them up in the bathroom and the dog could go to the bathroom on those. I have never done that because I've never flown far enough that I felt like Bristol was going to have to go to the bathroom. But uh, that is also an option. Interesting. And, well, of course, we're going to have so many shows where we're definitely going to talk about flying with dogs. Uh, and talking about traveling and all those good things. We're talking about uh, surviving Hurricane Dorian and the storms that our dogs do not like. It's our topic of the day so far. You're going to want to stay tuned and get more information about Southeastern Guide Dogs at www.guidedogs.org. We are here with you once a week, every week, on behalf of Southeastern Guide Dogs, bringing you the Sit, Stay, Speak podcast. And once again, our topic today is surviving Dorian. So shout out to everybody that actually is surviving Dorian right now making his way up the East Coast, and uh, it's doing some damage. So here's the thing to, to, to think about. What about all the dogs that are uh, not, you know, service trained? What would you tell those handlers, Marissa, for the ones that are just have a regular pet? And, you know, a crate may be a good idea for them, but their dog's not specifically crate trained. What could they do to keep their dog a little more comfortable? Right. Um, that I mean, that's a good point, Sean, because not every dog has been crate trained, so that might not be a relaxing thing for them or they may not find comfort. Um, going aside from other um, natural things you can use like Rescue Remedy, there's other calming treats out there. If, you know, some dogs just, um, it's hard for them to find comfort if they're really that extreme. There are things that you can get from your vet um, that will help if you have to get to that point. I know um, I've tried in the past with another dog of mine. We, um, like we use here at Southeastern, we have stuffed Kongs. So we have some that are stuffed with peanut butter and you freeze them. Or um, we have the Diet Kongs for those dogs that might be on a special diet. Diet Kong. Okay. I, I got to ask the question. So is that on the relevant level of a Diet Coke? Um, or like multi-grain Cheerio level? Like multi-grain Cheerio level. Oh. It's healthy. It has like, it's like mashed vegetables mm-hmm. and a potato in there. So there's less calories, but they don't know it. And they're still enjoying themselves. So you can always get something like that. Most dogs find comfort in food, as we know. So it's like eating their feelings. If they're nervous or upset, maybe they'll, you know, enjoy the Kong and it'll keep their mind busy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing going along the side different from maybe your personal pet, but we tell our, um, you know, handlers often here, if your dog seems nervous, don't hold them and coddle them and tell them it's okay because that's kind of letting the dog know it's okay to feel this way. And that's one thing you really don't want to do, which is really hard because dogs can't speak to you. So you want to comfort them and hold them. Um, some dogs find comfort sitting next to you. That's totally fine if you guys are okay with that. Um, like I said, there are so many different things you can use. One thing, though, going back on safety, especially during hurricane season, is to have an emergency um, first aid kit for your pet. So, you know, you want to have, like, peroxide um, in there, um, maybe, like, a vet wrap, which is, like, the vet uh, tape that you can wrap if they have a small, like, wound or whatnot. Okay. Um, and you can also look that stuff up online as well to see, like, what you should keep in that kit. 
That's pretty cool. So now what would you say if we're, if we're telling someone who has no idea, they have no training, uh, they're not handlers like us, what would be the telltale signs that their dogs do not like storms? Um, I would say heavy panting, shaking, tail tucked. Um, maybe they like try and squeeze in between a tight space because mm-hmm. they feel that comfort of the tightness. It's almost like same as like wearing like one of those thunder shirts, mm-hmm. which could be an option as well. Um, or they might just be kind of roaming around like circling and they just seem really un- like unsettled. So usually panting is a sign, tail tucked, shaking. And you always have, you know, Leanne's dog who likes to hide in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun. It's, it's, it's almost like some dogs are from the old school south where, you know, turn everything off. It's lightning outside. You know, we don't, we don't play around. Turn the TV off. Unplug everything. My grandmother used to do that. Just unplug everything. Wrench around. Turn that off. You know, it's, it'd be interesting. She didn't say reach. She said wrench. Uh, but <laughs> and very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. It's, you know, it's, it's really cool. Again, to be able to have this platform just to help people, mm-hmm. uh, even for something like this, because no one expects a hurricane. You can plan for it, but you know, never know really know to, to expect. And there's a lot of weather throughout uh, year long, and we deal with it a lot here. But to be able to help people kind of move forward from uh, helping their dog and, and move forward and giving them that assistance so they can be regular again, mm-hmm. it's always fun. So, Katie, you said Bristol likes storms. Gosh, it's not that she likes them, she just has no care about them. Does not affect her. I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. Pa- so Pella sits up and she just starts panting and she looks at me like something's wrong. Like literally, she just stares at me, which is really aggravating sometimes. It's nerve wracking because you're like, okay, what's wrong with you? Why are you staring at me? It's awkward. I'm trying to sleep and you're sitting here panting in the dark. It's very, very It's awkward. like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah yeah exactly. Don't turn green. Leave, leave your eyes a regular color. Don't turn green. <laughs> or oh. red. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> oh, so let's talk about a little bit about ourselves. You know, we came, we're all here from different areas. Uh, I moved here from from Savannah, Georgia, and started with Southeastern Guide Dogs in March. Katie is a few months in front of me. Katie, talk about what, what brought you here. Uh, so I am from South Carolina. Uh, apparently, I have an accent, according to these people I'm recording with. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, And I moved here um, a little over a year ago, uh, and I have been working here, and I literally came down here just to work at Southeastern Guide Dogs. I was a teacher before this, so, you know, this is much less stressful. Very nice. Very nice. Marissa, you've been here forever. (laughs) At least that's what they tell us. 1982. I could crawl. Um, I actually started in 2003, so... It's been 16 years, and I have to say real quick, I am so glad that Katie um, has moved down here. She was in one of my classes and uh, was a fantastic student. So I know. I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll stop right there. Um, what a touching but, moment we just had there. <sighs> so I did start here about 16 years ago as a volunteer um, and decided this is where I want to be, and I am now a certified trainer. I love it. Um and I'm very happy to be on this podcast. It's fun. So this is your first your first dive into radio, podcasts, anything of the sort. Talk about your nerves. It is. Well, um, you know, you guys have really made it easy. I feel I can just kind of go with the flow. So, um, yeah. She sounds so natural on the mic. <laughs> like she's been doing this for years. This is regular. 
you know, that's the thing about podcasts. You just have a conversation. It's great. <laughs> Absolutely great. So, Katie, you were a teacher in South Carolina, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charleston area, correct? Yes, but I'm originally from the Clemson area of South Carolina. Oh, Clemson fan. Yeah, I am a Clemson fan. You know, hmm. I've been going to games. My mom's had season passes since I was seven. So wow. I went to all the games from the time I was seven until I was 18 and went to college. National champion Clemson Tigers. Yeah. That, yeah. I'm a Virginia Tech fan, so we're rivals. But we'll let that slide. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's always a lot of fan. You know, in this area, in the Palmetto, Florida area, we're not talking about even talking about dogs right now. This is a funny podcast. We just talk. Uh, it's a Florida, Florida State area. Mm-hmm. More UF. And it's a very intense rivalry down here. It is. Very, very interesting. The dogs get involved. Well, there we go, back on the dogs. The dogs get involved. You see people with the dogs wearing their, their UF, ban, uh, their bandanas, somewhere their their Florida State bandanas, and the owners don't let the dogs associate when they see no. each other in their, in their gear. Wow. No, Bristol does have a Clemson jersey. Ooh. She hates it a lot. She looks at me terribly and, like, tries to pull it off. But So is Bristol a team. closeted Virginia Tech oh. fan? No, she is not. <laughs> Full Clemson all the way. You know, she might be a Gamecock fan. I don't oh know. I don't know. no! Oh. Then, she, then she's not my guide dog anymore. I need a new one. <laughs> Successor, please. I'm glad you said that. Speaking of that, you know, one of the things we do here at Southeastern Guide Dogs is our dogs work up until or before the age of ten. So at or before that age, they have to retire and get a successor. Or unless you have, like our coworker uh, Susie, her dog Carson is always going to be nine. Uh, so <laughs> it's one of those things where. Uh, it's really a, a great benefit for our graduates to be able to continue to be successful in independence. And if you don't know about Southeastern Guide Dogs, we provide service dogs and guide dogs at no cost to the handlers. We don't ask for a dime, and we do everything based off the backs of donations. That's right. Gifts are what fund this machine, and it's absolutely incredible. The machine is churning hard. We put out about 125 service and guide dog teams out in total a year. And we've been doing this since 1982. It's, it's really phenomenal. And, of course, Marissa's been here since the beginning. But, um, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and uh, just to be clear, it's service dogs for veterans. Yes, specifically yes. for veterans. And we'll we'll definitely get into that later as we, as we dive deeper into our podcast here at uh, Sit, Stay, Speak. You'll hear more about service dogs and the things that they do. And, of course, we'll talk about uh, in future shows the hamsters, the peacocks, and all those wonderful things that – no one should see out in public, but we'll. I I digress. I'll back off. Uh, but yes, this is the Sit Stay Speak podcast, brought to you by Southeastern Guide Dogs, and we are having a wonderful time in studio. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you stick with us and check out our website www.guidedogs.org. We'll hear with you once a week. Make sure you check out for new information, new entertainment, and we're here next week, same place, same time. This is the Sit Stay Speak podcast. Episode one down in the books, guys. We did it. Woo! Yeah, here we go. And there you have words to the wise from people who are from states that are often affected by either hurricanes or tropical storms. We thank 
the people from Southeastern Guide Dogs for allowing us to use this uh, podcast. That'll just about do it for this edition of Spotlight on Assistance Dogs. I think it's appropriate that we finish with a song that was covered by several individuals and groups, but this version is by the Rhythm Pals, and it's called They Call the Wind Mariah. See you on the 17th of July. Have a good month until then. Bye for now. He spent his 
his younger days And I guess the sound of the outward bound Made him a slave to his wandering ways And the wayward wind is a restless wind A restless wind Yeah. 